Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dollar of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the X Men line. I'm your host, Nick, in person, accompanied by the gorgeous, amazing, beautiful cat that's right behind Josh. Hey, kitty. Hey, Moxie. How you doing, sweetie? And then Josh. What's up, bro? Hey, man. What's going on? No, it's good. How's it? How's it hanging? <laughs> Pretty good. Surrounded by cats and my girlfriend's somewhere else on the couch. And yeah, you know, I, we're back I, poolside, technically. Technically back poolside. I have a new X-Men shirt. I'm you, rocking. You're prepared for the episode with an X-Men shirt. I am. I was, I'm in dry shorts. That's good. You that's know, that's like, a step up. We're, all, we're, we're doing better than last time. Definitely. I was uh, I was actually working, uh, doing online orders, and like I'm running around Target, and then I see that they have a new X-Men shirt. And I don't like large prints on shirts, as you might know. I don't like uh, any prints on shirts, as yeah. you might see. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is a black and white print mm-hmm. of the Jim Lee cover. Mm-hmm. So like I looked at it and went, that's fucking awesome. I can tell you which one, because I'm looking right at it. It's X-Men 11. Yeah. It's adjectiveless X-Men 11. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. Pretty uh, iconic. Yeah, I love it. I don't think the claws in the back are necessary, but it's fine. No, nothing. Like, as much as I don't like anything on the front of a shirt, I hate shit on the back of a shirt. 100%, yes. hate it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't like anything behind me. You know what I mean? I gotta always know what's going on. <laughs> so on that note, being old men, uh, let's talk about X-Men number one. And these kids, how they drive today. <laughs> and the music, it's so loud. Just so loud. I was at a party last week and like the techno music was just so techno. I don't it was like EDM techno. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if EDM and techno are the same thing. They, I think they are. I just They're think the they family. keep evolving names. Like yeah. it used to be techno. I don't think it's called that anymore. Yeah, I think but it was worth it because like they're blasting the music and the DJ. I say DJ very loosely. He has a laptop. That's what they, all do, they, they all, all do now. They all do. They all do. Wow, he's wait, doing, this is the old man. And there was a girl sure. dancing on the stage, and she kept jumping on a pole, and then with her foot hitting the laptop, and then the DJ looked increasingly pissed off, like, go on the other side of the stage. Yes. <laughs> so, like, her big heels just keep smacking this guy's laptop, and he's trying to, like, pull the front of it more towards him, and she just kept hitting it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Fuck the full, cool, the cool dancing. This is going to be hilarious when she knocks that shit mm-hmm. over and pisses off the DJ. And then the record scratch. <laughs> the non-existent record. Yeah. That would be but it's still like somehow he hits the record scratch button as it's falling. That's like, no. Stop it. Stop the music. Hard. Hard stop. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, you guys are used to our tangents by now. You're welcome. So... Oh, wait. Before we get into X-Men 1, wasn't there something else we wanted to Yes, address? before. Thank you. Uh, we have an amazing listener by the name of... I'm stalling. Paul Says? Uh, no, it's Brian, Brian Says. Brian Says, my bad. Road to Hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to... Sorry, Brian. We're not going to read the whole thing on air right now. But we will say thank you so flippin' much for the kind words. Like, uh, man, I can't even, like... That was one of the kindest things I've ever been privy to. Like, it was very moving yeah. to to hear that. And thank you. I'm, I'm glad you listen. I'm glad you enjoy. And I, I truly don't understand why, but I appreciate <laughs> it. And if you guys want to know what we're talking about, go to his page. Go to his Twitter. Yeah. Like I said, at Road to Hell, Brian says. And you can read what he wrote about us because that's fucking awesome we yeah, really appreciate dope. it it's it, very dope it really makes our day when we know we're we matter to a bunch of people we don't actually know in real life when, when i saw that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest here when i saw that the first thing i did was call nick to make sure it wasn't somebody he knew yeah like i was like this that's too kind for a stranger to do <laughs> this has to be a friend of nick's so uh, everyone get on brian's level when it comes to fandom especially if you're from atlanta yeah, I'm Atlanta. Gonna, you, I'm gonna attack Atlanta. What are you again. doing over there? <laughs> Learis, find all your Atlanta friends and uh, tell them. Tell them what's, tell them what's good. <laughs> anyway, all right. On the next, is any any X Men news lately? I'm not. I'm not aware of any. No, I can't no. think of any big. Oh news. wait, um, I believe Marvel has teased that Inferno is the beginning of the end of Jonathan Hickman's run. Yes, I saw. And we that. did not talk about we this did, yet. I think we talked about it in person, not maybe on here, maybe yeah. not. Um, yeah, that's weird, but cool. Yeah, I also like the beginning of the end could mean anything. It could be like literally like in a couple months. It could be fucking this three year, years. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, 
obviously we've noticed that he lays out everything. He mm-hmm. has a plan, which is fantastic. Oh shit, did we talk about this on the mic? I don't know. I don't remember. We'll do it we'll again. Go back, yeah. Um, but also, um, we were talking about earlier the Loki show. Um, oh shit! This is, I'm bringing this up because everything Hickman did in his Avengers run, which again, I'm going to make you read the whole thing one day. Just don't like you can't down. make me. Yeah, but um, everything he did in that run has been kind of been sprinkled out throughout the MCU and movies. Like he mm-hmm. may remember Thanos's kids. Mm-hmm. Those are all from his run. Mm. When Thanos came to find the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. and kind of secretly find his secret son, who wasn't inhuman. He sent one. He sent two of them to Wakanda to get one of the stones, and which ended up being a huge war scene, just like Infinity War. All six of those children are purely made during his run in the Infinity story arc. Yeah, during the Avengers, like stuff like that. And now with the Loki show bringing in the multiverse and all this stuff, one of the cornerstones of the entire series was called Incursions, when universes were collapsing mm. on top of each other. And then the main 616 universe had to decide, do we kill an entire universe to save our own? Because if we don't, we're both just going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that, like, man, could this whole new low-key multiverse of madness be leading to a whole incursion fight? Could be, man. I mean, it was heavily uh, suggested in one of those episodes. Yes. If you don't know, if you guys have been watching Loki, uh, we're going to spoil a little bit of it. Because I fucking loved this show. I did too. It ended this this week? Yeah. Yeah. This week. And it was incredible. It's one of the best things Marvel's put out. Like, right when I think Marvel's not going to make anything that good, they Mm -hmm. do. I know. I, I was incredibly impressed with this show. I binged it all this weekend. I envy you being doing uh, that. I, I, that's exactly why I waited. Yeah. I'm like, it's only six or seven. I didn't know at the time. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's not many. I'm just going to binge this one yeah. because, like, I have been so disappointed with the endings of all the other ones that I'm I like, agree. I'm just going to fucking binge it. Yeah. And this one is fucking phenomenal. And yeah. what it's doing to set up. The rest of the cinematic universe now, and like where we go in all the Marvel movies, and fucking beautiful way to do that. And it that. makes sense because now we have the what if show happening, and that what if show is probably gonna play into this. All show. these multiverses. Yeah, like it's. I almost feel bad for movies and shows like Sang Chi, where it's like we just had this crazy multiverse, life changing event. Then we're gonna have a what if event. Then Sang Chi, which is about kung fu. Then multiverse of madness. Then mm-hmm. the Eternals, these epic gods, like. The smaller aspects of this universe have to be really fucking good to match up to these cosmic levels. And they generally have been. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Like, I'm sure saying she would be a middle-of-the-road good movie. Or maybe it would be a great movie. Like, Black Panther surprised a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it would be a fantastic movie. I didn't care for Black Widow. I recently did a ranking on Facebook. Yeah, thank you. I was going to bring this up. We ha- I want to discuss this. You want to discuss my ranking? Uh, let's do the f- top five, because I don't have... I'll, okay, so I'll, pull I'll, up your, I'll, I'll pull up my ranking. Pull up your course. ranking. I, I have... Some disagreements, I think. Oh, everyone does. Everyone gave me shit. I like how uh, my buddy Steve said, I can't talk to you when you're like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wrote, before I wrote, we need to talk about this on the pod, I almost wrote, so you woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, first, let me say my bottom five. Okay. Right? I think that will give people better, because everything in the middle could easily change. Sure. Everything between, like, 10 and, like, 20 mm-hmm. could interchangeable. They're not bad. And again, I don't hate any of these movies. I mm-hmm. enjoy all of them to some degree. My bottom five are actually Black Widow, Ant-Man, Thor 2, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man the Wasp. It's my least favorite Marvel movie. Now, because, and one of my friends said, oh, you don't like team-up movies, you don't like origin movies. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Uh, I think Ant-Man the Wasp is the most forgettable Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, again, nothing bad in it. It's Much perfectly like fine. All of them are. All your bottom, bottom five are forgettable. Yeah. Iron Man I, 2. I watch nothing. it, and then I, literally the moment mm-hmm. I got out of the theater, I forgot the yep. movie. And it has no bearing mm-hmm. other than, like, the end credits scene where they disappeared. Yeah. I think I mostly agree with your bottom five yeah. there. Yeah. So let's talk about my top five. All right. Avengers Infinity War. Now, here's a little tricky thing. Number one and two can number one, two, and three could all swap very easily for okay. me. But Infinity War, if you're counting it as Infinity War and Endgame as one film, it's always number one. It's an epic one film. But as itself, I think it's incredible. I think it balances so much. It I, makes Thanos amazing. I, it's definitely in my top five too. I would not. It's not my top. Uh, number two is Black Panther, okay. which I did go back and forth on a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, four is The Avengers. And five is low-key season one. Okay. That's my top five. All right. So what do you have a problem with? So first, right off the bat, Infinity War being your number one. All right. No, you know, not even that. 
the fact that nowhere in your top five, I don't even think it was in your top ten, mm-hmm. is the number one Marvel movie, which is Thor Ragnarok. That is... I'll explain that. I do have a reason. By far, the best superhero movie, in my opinion. Okay. Like, I, it, I cannot explain how much that movie is just perfect to me. It is a great film. Here's my problem with it. What's and a lot of my, I explain to a lot of my friends about team-up movies and stuff like that. Much like, and we'll get to this in our 50th episode with Deadpool, movies that have great jokes are fantastic when you watch it the first three times. After that, when you know the punchline, it's not as good. I don't know. It's, it holds it's, up. It's my humor. It's my kind of humor. Take what mm-hmm. humor. That's my yeah. level right there. I've seen it multiple times, and I still find it enjoyable. Everything after Thor gets to Scar, I think the plan's called. Mm-hmm. Everything after that point's fantastic. But honestly, I don't think Hela's the greatest villain. Oh, I really enjoyed her. Like, it, she's good in the role, but mm-hmm. her villain, compare her villain to, I don't want to say everyone compare everyone to Thanos or Killmonger, but, like, she's not a nothing villain, but is she the queen of death or Spikes? Because she just threw a lot mm-hmm. of Spikes at people. Yeah. Also, the Warrior Three just die. Those are Thor's oldest friends. Never brought up again. Nope. We don't talk about that again. And just little things that just don't work fully for me. But again, mm-hmm. everything after they get to Scar, fantastic. Mm-hmm. The movie's hilarious. I can pop it in anytime. I know. F- fucking phenomenal. To me, it is it's the pinnacle of superhero movies. It's very good. My thing is, I look at it as, what's the best for rewatch? Like A lot of Marvel mm-hmm. fans have rewatched all of them, especially before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And I recently did, which yes. is why I actually have opinions right yeah, now. That, no, I love that. Like That's great. You um, have a fresh look at all the movies. But for me... If you look at my top ones, they're all movies that are a little more serious, but they're better mm-hmm. cinematic experiences in a sense of like a good story mm-hmm. you can just get invested in. Not as many jokes. Yeah. Because after you hear him say, I'm Star-Lord, and the guy go, who? After the 50 fucking time, it's not as good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, Guardians 1 just isn't as good anymore. Especially because I've always been a bigger fan of Guardians 2. I think 2 does everything 1 does, but better. When I saw that you had 2 higher than 1, I, I almost threw my phone. <laughs> but it's for one... They do everything the same, except mm-hmm. one simple thing. I almost fucking cried during Yondu's death. Not his death, his funeral. I hear that's you. What, I hear you. There, yeah, it, it does hit me that way, too. You're right. You're right. On a, on a purely, like, the investment level that you start to feel emotionally for all those characters. Yes. yes. But I also think that's a benefit of having seen them in one. Sure, yeah. But, like, um, that's the kind of thing. And same thing for Infinity War. Like, most people consider Star Wars Empire Strikes Back the best one because it has that big cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It has the, you know, father and Darth Vader and everything. Like, just like Infinity War, you can never have an Infinity War-style ending in this universe again. Mm-hmm. You've already done it. Yeah. And it's one of the best endings. I remember sitting in the theater and the whole audience just, just quiet. <laughs> just like, Which is why it's my number two. Yeah. That would be my number two. Which number one? Thor. Ragnarok. Oh, no, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Thor Ragnarok is my number one. Again, it's in- a fantastic Infinity film. Infinity War would be two. Did you watch that Korg Deadpool? Mm-hmm. Not yet, not yet. It's... I saw it, but I keep meaning to. But Wait, can we do like a, not a live reaction, but can we stop and then play, watch it? Sure. And yeah. react to it? Okay, yeah. I'll put it on for you. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we just stopped for watch me to finally watch the Deadpool Reacts uh, trailer. We'll get into that in a second, but I just want to round out my top five. So, we got. Thor Ragnarok, which awesome. Um, we got Infinity War, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and honestly, I don't like at that point. I just, they're all just it's gonna, hard. It's, it is hard. They're all like, just kind of good. I, I'm gonna say guard the first Guardians. Okay, that's fair. See, Black Panther and Infinity War always went back and forth because like Black Panther made me cry at the end. Yeah, when they're looking at the sunset me and too. he kills himself, like yeah. it's such a fucking good movie and the cultural impact you can't mm-hmm. ignore. Now, Avengers 1 just has a soft spot because that's one of the best theater experiences I ever had in my life. Yeah. Like, the moment the Avengers formed, Mm -hmm. my entire audience was cheering. And, like, just the moment and the fact this movie has been made. And, like, for the most part, before Disney even fucking was involved. I don't think Disney got involved until Avengers 1. That's true. Yeah, so they it, did. So it's almost yeah. like an indie production that made it all, all the way, to, the way this, to be bought out. <laughs> yeah. So there's a billion, but I mean, it was the smartest investment Disney's literally ever, ever made, made. Ever made. They spent $4 billion and made it back in one movie. I know. That's insane. <laughs> like, um, I do want to, real quick, and then we'll go on this Deadpool thing. I will say that I think tied for number five, though, is Captain Marvel, which I think is very controversial, but yeah, I good. really it's love it. It's not a bad movie. It's a fun I love that movie a lot. Okay. And a lot of it has fair. to do with the fact that I, I really like the soundtrack a lot. I okay. love the buddy cop 
relationship between yeah. Brie Larson and, and Samuel L. Jackson. I really like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Did you say you like Brie Larson? How dare I you? I know. The internet I, exists. Have you not looked I, at the internet? I, you know what? If this takes our numbers down, I don't give a shit. I like Brie Larson <laughs> it's a, a lot. Yeah, no, she's, she's great. I think she's a great Captain Marvel, I still haven't too. watched Room. I'd have to watch Room one day. It's a depressing watch. It's so very it's depressing. It's hard it's to, like, very... I'm in the mood to watch Room. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very hard. I think I watched it just, like, because it was nominated for an Oscar. And yeah. that was it. And that was, I'm never going back to that. <laughs> um, okay, so Deadpool reacts. Let's yes. do that. And then we got comics to review. Definitely. Um... So that's how that's how mutants are coming into the MCU, huh? Basically, I mean, money talks. Yeah. Deadpool makes a lot of fucking money. Like, trust me, if the James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender movies were like financially successful, oh, yeah. And also, keep in mind, a movie doesn't have to make a billion dollars to be successful. Those movies made money up until basically Apocalypse. Yeah. Like Days of Future Past, they and printed first, money. Yeah. yeah, they were making good money. But if they made billions, they would easily find a way to incorporate instead of oh, restarting. Yeah. And I'm. A, Go back to Loki now. It just just clicked in my head. Yeah. That is how mutants are coming in, aren't they? They're I wouldn't be, be shocked. And I honestly don't like it. But again, we have done a pretty good job in the Marvel universe of setting up that. Just because it's an alternate reality doesn't mean that person's less real. Well, they could and, easily do something like I think what they're going to do with the Netflix shows. I think they'll say, "Hey, oh, this that's is another a reality too. Timeline. Yeah. It's not the current universe. Just like Agents mm-hmm. of Shield." It's a branch time. Like, what if Coulson lived and was brought back to life? Okay, hold That's on. The shield. Can you explain this to me real quick? Okay. Is there a difference between an alternate reality and a branch timeline? Or are they that just That is a debate synonyms? me and my girl have been having all week. Because, okay. like, the way they talk about the multiverse and time mm-hmm. almost is one and the same. Yeah. But then, like, how do you have a branch timeline where Loki's an alligator? Yeah. Like, it's a little weird how they're doing that. I hope they explain that a little better. I see people online say the branches are connecting to the multiverse rather than becoming the multiverse. Like, that's what they're branching out into the actual already existing multiverse, making a pathway, basically. I see. <clears throat> so I can see it that way, but we're going to get answered soon. But honestly, let's not forget... Marvel is testing the waters. They know we're talking about this. They want to see the reaction. Like, will people be okay? Us right now? Of anyone. Any, the internet, Twitter. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, like, they're going to say, okay, if people are talking about, can we bring immunities this way? Or do we have to actually incorporate in the actual existing universe? Mm-hmm. Like, they want to see how people feel about it after yeah. the show. Everything's a testing in the water. Like, and it's great because they can do that. And this Loki show just left a great impression on me. I don't collect the Marvel Legends um, MCU figures. And I got the Loki one. And the Target exclusive is a Morbius one, so I'm getting that too. Oh, cool. Yeah, so stuff like that. Like, it's such a unique show. I'm happy, like, they're letting these creators I just, branch out and, like, make these unique visions. Like, Thor Ragnarok is very unique. Yes. And, and that's when, honestly, that's when it kind of started. Yeah. Like, the, letting them just... Indie directors yeah. just do what they want. That's what I'm really excited for um, Eternals. That's an indie That's an Oscar-winning yeah. indie yeah. director yeah. doing whatever they want with this group of people who have lived thousands of yeah. years. That's going to be fucking it's weird. Gonna, it's, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. I feel like we've touched everything. Definitely. I do. Oh, one last thing about Loki. Hmm. I, I, I told you this earlier. I really wish they would have done something about his hairline. <laughs> they did Tom Hiddleston dirty. They Listen. found every, they found ways to de-age fucking Michael Douglas and everyone else. They that can't they, they can't give him a, a hairline that matches what he had in 2012, which also, is what that variant's supposed to be from. Another reason I love Guardians 2. Best de-aging ever was Kurt Russell in the beginning of Guardians 2. Yes. That's amazing. I remember watching going, holy shit, I just watched, like, I think, The Thing. And, and that's like, because that's And that's because Kurt Russell, early in his career, was a Disney actor. So they that's had... True. That is they true, just he was. put <laughs> his footage in there. Oh, they have plenty of footage to work with. Right? 100%, yeah. But, um, but they owned it, so they didn't have to do shit. That's true. As a bald man, I uh, understand Tom Hiddleston's probable pain. And dealing with the hairline that's just receding at a young age. Anyway, we're not getting into this. I feel attacked. So I'm not attacking. No, this is (laughs) not an attack on him. This is a, he's supposed to be 2012 Loki. Yeah, listen. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Sylvie. So. She's great. She is great. No, I didn't fast stuff. And actually, the actress said she was pregnant at the time. Whoa. And like Tom Hiddleston just took care of her. That's awesome. Like in every aspect, like yeah. he was just the biggest gentleman and like guiding me. I was really nervous to jump into MCU, and he just helped me in every. Like every story I hear about him lately is yeah. he's the best guy. Yeah, and he awesome. he made everybody like come in their pants when he was reading some kind of like math equation shit on the internet <laughs> the other day. Did you see that floating around? No. There was, it was like Tom Hiddleston reading math equations was like just going around, and all I kept seeing was like 
people just being like, well, I didn't know this was a fetish of mine until now. <laughs> like, it's just literally just audio of him or like a, a video of him just like reading shit on like a radio station or something. I don't I know. I could see him being like a low-key genius. Low-key. Low-key. Yeah, no. Oh, God. On to on Conspiracy. <laughs> it's time for All X-Men right. number one. We're back in this. And it's um Gary Duggan. Jerry Duggan. Jerry Duggan. And Duggan. And Pepe LaRoz. I feel like this is a promotion because he's killed it on cable and on Marauders, and mm-hmm. now he's in charge of X Men, the main book. Yes, he is. And I want to be the one, the main reviewer of this book for one reason. Do you know why? I don't, but you can. You got to stop hitting the table, though. Listen, I will do what I need to do to get my point across. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> our listeners are not going to thank you for that. <laughs> so we'll get to why, if you know me, why I love this issue. But let's start off, listeners. Imagine. You had a dream to you had a dream to join the Space Force. Not not the Space Force that Trump's making, but the the Space Force in general of like going to Mars. You work your whole life to make a Mars program. You physically change your body to adapt to Mars nature and atmosphere. And then you look on TV and the mutants fucking did it in a day. That is the origin of our main villain, apparently. Yep. <laughs> the first three pages of this is about uh, a ba- basically an evil version, or eviler version of Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> I'll go I'm there. not sure if he's evil. Eviler, I think they're about the same. Same evil. <laughs> Look into it. He's not a good person. He's an awful uh, human being. Awful human being. South Africans. Anyway, so that's the opening of this book, a man that dedicates life to try and reached the peak of taking over essentially Mars, or at least discovering ways to take it over, and then looks on TV and sees the mutants did it first. Now he had it. Like, he had developed it. Yeah. It was getting ready. Like, he was launching it the next day. Like, <laughs> they beat him by, like, a day, basically. Yeah. Um, fucking hilarious and amazing. Hilarious, but also, like... Sad. <laughs> no, but, like, it feels like that would have been, like, really big news that even, like, the mutants knew about. Well, it seemed like he was, it was going to be a big reveal. Like, no one, I don't think anyone knew. Oh, uh, so he just, like, struck a private deal with NASA and they were all doing it Yeah, secretly. I think it was going to be, like, a big reveal. And almost like, it seems, the assumption, but, like, okay, after the Hellfire Gal is over and the mutants got all their media out of the way, boom, I'm going to announce my big project. Yeah. And, no, no, that's not happening. No. Because the mutants did it and they've terraformed the entire planet. Yep. And it's not called Mars anymore. It's Araco now. It's Araco. It's planet Araco. Yeah. Um, cut to back to New York where the mutants belong. And we have a treehouse. We have a treehouse. I always want a treehouse, says Cyclops to Ben Urich. Yep. Yeah, um, we also have Ben Urich, and I love him in this issue. I love that I feel like there's a little sinister aspects of his visit on both sides. Yeah. I um, mean, he, uh, the very last scene he has with Cyclops. Yes. So when they meet each other, Cyclops like, oh my god, I love your work. You're such a great writer. I know, that was really cute. And he's like, good for a human? Like, I didn't say that no he's like just good for anyone yeah it's good for anyone but he's poking he's poking Mm -hmm. and prodding yeah and yes the last conversation they have in this mini interview is him asking about jumbo and he's like wasn't he dead he's like i very much know he was dead because i was at his funeral (laughs) i saw all this stuff was it an od was it a murder and he's like okay 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 bye now also this made me raise a question do people not know mutants can resurrect no they don't that's been that's, that's been, been a secret. Yeah, it's been I a secret. did yeah. not realize it's, that. They don't want anyone to know. Holy crap! Yeah, how do they think they're gonna keep a secret like that don't when know. you have millions of mutants? Yeah, especially I, ones that you're bringing back from the dead who've been dead for mm-hmm. twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. I did not know that was a secret. I think it's because people come back from the dead all the time in the Marvel universe, so they're probably like that would be funny. Yeah, they're just like they probably just won't question it, right? That's interesting. That's what I was really confused about. Like, does he not know? Like, he's a reporter. Like, no, nobody that, knows. That's interesting. But yeah, I love Cyclops being like, all right, all right, time, interview's over, we gotta go now. But then the part where Gene says, is he going to be a problem? Yeah. And he's like, I hope not. He's very talented. That's like things a murderer say, like an assassin says. Like, I don't want to have to kill him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And Jess actually said, was she implying, like, she could just wipe his mind? I mean, Again, she dangerous. does some like in this issue. <laughs> in this issue, she does affect people's minds yeah. and memories and feelings. So, but I do want to say, Pepe Larraz's art. When Cyclops and Jean kiss in one of those panels, the little heart that comes that out. Like, nice. uh, honestly, like I, I took a screenshot just for that. I'm like, I love that. That's so cute. That was really nice. 
Um, and then we have Sync working with Forge. Oh my God, so brilliant! What a brilliant use of his powers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sync like, up with oh, Sync. Oh, yeah, up with Forge. With, yeah. And, like we can both make this shit yeah. easier. Yeah, so good. Especially now that his powers are kind of like like amplified from being in um, what's it called the 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 in vault the vault. Yeah. The vault. Uh, we get a nice diagram of what this treehouse is and how it works and who lives there, which is the main X-Men. And also, if listeners don't know the main X-Men, from memory, it's Polaris, X-23, slash Wolverine. It's just Wolverine now. It, it is Wolverine. Wolverine. There was actually a whole Twitter debate about that. Like, you wouldn't call Logan Weapon X. Exactly. So don't call Laura yeah, exactly. X-23. So I agree All with right. that. Yeah. So Wolverine, Cyclops, Marvel Girl. Is she going by Marvel Yes. Girl? I don't care Hey, we're respecting it. both names, all right? I don't, care for it. I don't care for uh, it. But... Sync. Yep. That's it. Five of them, right? No, oh, Rogue, Sunfire. Rogue. Sunfire and Rogue. Rogue. Yes. Um, those are the core X-Men, which I love. That's a unique, that's familiar a, group. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Enough, familiar enough that people are like, oh, cool. But like unique enough that you're like, I don't really know much about Polaris or yeah. Sync or, you know, some of these people like I Sunfire. Like, we kept Sunfire's old look. I don't really love his new look. I really loved his old look. Yeah. Especially because you saw the Japanese influence. He is mm-hmm. Japanese. People yes. forget that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have our first mission. Um, Marvel Girl feels, I guess, or no, she read the mind of people in the city that saw. Like, she like, sensed. Uh, she yeah, she felt fear. Yeah, something coming from the sky, and they thought maybe it's nothing. Oh wait, it changed course, <laughs> so maybe it's something. So Ro goes to investigate, and it's just like, how do I explain this? Like an Evangelion esque mm-hmm. robot. With, this like, is why tentacles. I thought you lied. No, yes and no. <laughs> So these like these tentacles coming out of this robot with legs, but the arms are kind of tentacle-like, and a big kind of um, not alien, but remember Independence Day? Yes. Kind of like those heads. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like those. Yeah. And just beats the shit out of Rogue. I love the art using like it punches her and punches her through three buildings. Mm-hmm. Like that's really Pepe's cool. killing it on this oh, one. Oh yeah, man. really really nice. But hey, you know it's a number one. He's you always gotta, he's always killing it. You though. gotta bring it. Also, is Sync like floating on like a? piece of metal like his static shock yeah because he's using he's synced up with Polaris, Polaris. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, stuff like that it's, you don't have to say it but it's <laughs> clever you know yep. and also we have the whole team about to go and Polaris is like hey it's metal I'll fucking take care of him oh shit he's not metal <laughs> yeah I love that and then when uh, Rogue saves her right at the last second and like Polaris says oh cool, thank you I owe you one and Rogue's response is it's early days for our team. I'm sure I'll collect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to be in danger. And then, almost, I guess, like, I thought of Watchmen in this moment. Because then this machine creature mm-hmm. puts out this kind of, like, psychic wave that's making everyone dizzy and hurting mm-hmm. everyone. And then Polaris makes, like, this metal case around them mm-hmm. to protect them. So, like, in Watchmen, that's what happens. Yeah. The squid or the psychic wave. Mm-hmm. So when this is happening... Jean's trying to protect the citizens as much as she can while it's yeah. hurting her still. Mm-hmm. And this is why I wanted to be the one to read this book. Uh, this is I why I thought. am a Power Ranger this fan. This is why I thought. And they decided to combine their powers and basically make a Megazord. And I hope uh, if anyone at Marvel Legends is listening, I do collect the X-Men Marvel Legends and there's always a Build-A-Figure. And I would fucking love for this to for be this the build For this tiny little <laughs> Megazord. Oh my god, I'd love this to be the Build-A-Figure. I love that. I love fucking Sunfire in the middle with the flames coming out. Oh, uh, the X. Yeah. And of course, hey, Cyclops is the head of it, so he can shoot lasers. Shoot lasers out. Like, Just beautiful. All of it made me go, this is the best Power Rangers. It was, I, like, up until this point, I was like, man, this book is a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. A little, a little more humorous than, I, than our X-Men have been lately. And then we got to that. I'm like, oh, so this is straight up just a joke book. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes you gotta have fun. You just gotta have fun. Yeah. So I'm we have this. The citizens aren't affected anymore while the fight's happening with the two giant mechs, apparently. And as they defeat it, they win the day. Uh, they make a hole inside the creature. So X-23, sorry, say that again. Wolverine jumps out of the mech and jumps into the body of this creature and just cuts her way through yep. it. <laughs> like, like a Wolverine would. Like a Wolverine would. Um, one thing I would have liked in this issue, we had a moment... Just like reflecting the era we're in, it would have been nice if someone's like, "Ah, if I die, I'll get resurrected." They did. Did they? Did they miss I, it? Um, when when Cyclops is giving Polaris a tour of the treehouse, mm-hmm. he says, "This is our medical area, and we're not too far away from the healing gardens if it gets too bad." And Polaris is like, "Or there's always just resurrection." Oh, I didn't. And Cyclops that. is like, "Well, l- let's hope it doesn't come to that." Okay, you know good. what I mean? Like no, Cyclops no, is still in the mindset of like. 
I prefer us to live. <laughs> It'll be good. We don't need... There's a, there's a long line in that resurrection protocol. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. I didn't realize that. Okay. So after they save the day, people are cheering for them. And they even say, like, wow. Oh, this yeah, because of- Avengers come and the Fantastic Four come, like, yeah. a beat too late. Yeah. And, like, no, the X-Men were there for... And I was shocked. I thought it was going to be cliche, like, they were going to get blamed for it somehow. Yeah. And I was even expecting a twist of, like, a mutant did this. Mm-hmm. to like, show, hey, yeah. look at the new X-Men. No. So, yeah, like, the Avengers saying, nice team. job. And the Fantastic Four saying, nice job. Hey, you did good. Blah, good blah, to blah. have you back. Yeah, and like even Gene saying, "Nice to speak to you, Benjamin." He's mm-hmm. mentioning he has to go to a brisk because uh, in the comics he he's married to um, I can't remember her name, but the blind girlfriend he always has. They got married. Yeah, and she, what, and she's oh, Jewish. Shit, I forget her name now. He's yeah. Jewish too. Is he? Yeah, I, I thought she was. Anyway, but um, in that issue, I, remember, I read the issue and like they, you know they broke the glass and everything. Mm-hmm. And they had like a Jewish wedding. I thought that was nice. Yeah, but um, they're getting cheered and they're happy and like this is cool. And then we cut to was it them studying the creature? Um, it's it's the, you cut to what's the name of that planet? Oh, yeah, Battle yeah. World? No, Game no, no, World. Game, game world, world, yeah. Where they talk about how like you can do anything there. Uh, for any people who know this reference, it's like the money plane. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know that reference. <laughs> Some people, five people, will get that. Um, but Game World can do anything you want, and we realize one of the games they're fucking doing mm-hmm. is just what we saw. This creature that the X Men. Oh yeah, that was the next page. It was them talking about how like it has no brain and like. They don't understand where it came from. It's just a game to these people. And then we get one of the most interesting designs I think I've ever seen in a bad guy. It looks like the corpse of an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And then vines come out of it. And it's like this plant another organic. Another plant-based evil thing. Yeah, true. Um, this plant-based creature with the teeth talking about how the earthlings have gone too far. Yeah. They've taken over Mars mm-hmm. now, they've done all these things, and we need to take out the Earthlings without hurting the planet. So now they're playing a game with our solar system to try and wipe out Earthlings. And I do really like the idea that other species mm-hmm. do not view a difference of mutants and humans. You're from yeah. Earth. You're an Earthling. It doesn't care what kind you are. Because, if you, again, <laughs> going back to it, if you read Infinity and stuff like that in Hickman's run, there was a big point where other planets were like, why are humans so weird? Or why are Earthlings or Terrans so yeah, weird? Terrans, they all yeah. have powers. Like, we can't fuck with them. They all have some kind of power. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't split up the two. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Yeah, so I, that can even lead to unity with humans. Like, mm-hmm. if the main bad guys are from space, it's easy to say, hey, why don't we all work together because we're, we all live here. Mm-hmm. And someone says, well, you don't. You have another fucking planet. Yeah, now <laughs> they don't, yeah. I do want to take a, a second to, this, this plant villain... When they do a close-up of its teeth, it very much looks like a, a brood, too. It's got like a like that kind of brood a little bit, yeah. face to it. Also, the I think they did this on purpose. They zoom in on one person in the crowd, which oh, is yeah. the high evolutionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much of his past. I know he's usually a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah. Technically, he's the father of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Okay. Or he made them. It was very convoluted when they tried to take him out of the X-Men, but yeah. use him for the movies. Yeah. But I think technically he's involved in their origin, so mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to play a part. But he can warn Earth, like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. you should know this is coming. If you wanted to. If you wanted to, but he's usually an asshole. Um, and so we end with... We end, well, we end with two things. We end with a letter from the desk of uh, Ben Urich, and he's saying positive things, mainly. Yeah. Like, he's saying, like, hey, you know, I know a lot of people are up in arms about this, and he talks about what the left and what the right feel and this and that. It's like, but, eh, you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, is this evolution? Is this happening? Like, hey, everyone give him a chance. Check out the treehouse when you have yeah, a chance. And he, it's pretty cool. And he even goes on to say how he appreciates how it's both a monument to the mutant struggle and a monument to the the predominantly black neighborhood that yeah. was bought out to make room for Central Park. Like, good stuff, but I think I and wouldn't be shocked. Out, I mean, not bought it. Yeah. I Stolen. would not be shocked if every issue we get an article and like it's getting a little mm-hmm. more not as positive. Like he's purposely doing a nice article, like a, like a fluff piece as some would say. And like next one's going to be the harder questions. And it's going to get the more mm-hmm. harder questions. Mm-hmm. And it's going to kind of lead to that. So this ends with the, I can't remember his name, but the main bad guy we met in the beginning. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Doc or something. My bad. Um, he is making these clones clones but like trying to perfect it almost like the people in the vault mm-hmm. he's trying to push these clones of himself with different abilities to try and reach the peak of evolution which again goes back to like house of x and power of x where people 
with machines or with whatever, trying to evolve, force evolution on themselves to be as good as mutants. So he's continuing all these things, trying to make make it perfect. But then we cut to a wall. He's basically what he's trying to figure out is he's discovered that the mutants can resurrect themselves. Yeah, because the last page is him looking at the death certificate and pictures of mutants who have died. And that's what he's saying. I must know how are the mutants resurrecting their dead, and I think that's what his experiments are trying to do too. And like he's yeah, because they only live for a little bit when he mm -hmm. makes it. Yeah, and he's like trying to like like you said like perfect them with these radiation things, but he's not bringing like. There's spider arms coming out of them now and shit like that. They're not coming back, I think, correctly. And most important, actually, uh, the very last yes. page <laughs> is an ad for the worst lawyer in space. Space lawyer. Space lawyer. Uh, have you ever lived on Seoul's fourth world? Were you ever born on Mars, lived on Mars, marooned on Mars? You may be entitled to compensation. The, the whole thing is, has Arako caused you distress? <laughs> <laughs> Has so terraforming Mars caused you any emotional, physical, or psychic distress? <laughs> yeah. Space lawyer. Space lawyer. <laughs> I, I love that. I fucking love that. And that's the first issue. I gave it five X's. Um, I gave it four. Mm-hmm. It was a little too, like, I don't know, a little too whimsical, I think, for my taste. I think it's intentional. Yeah, I know it was intentional, yeah. but it was a little too much for me. I, think. I can see that. I think it was fun. It was a fun read. It's yeah. issue one. Oh, it was very good. It was and wonderful. I think we're going to leave that problem we had with the last X-Men book of, mm-hmm. like, next issue is going to be Oh, yeah, no, totally this is going to build. No, this yeah. is an actual series now, yeah, and not a series. a series of one-shots. Yeah. Or, at best, two-parters. <laughs> yeah, at best, two-parters, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Cable. So we're keeping with Jerry Duggan. The, yes, the second to last issue. Yeah, that's right. We got Which one I'm, more coming out. I can't wait. And it's, I really hope that the artist on this book, um, I forget his first name, Noto, is it yeah, Phil? Phil, no? Phil yeah. Noto, yeah. I really hope. Because much like Pepe Larraz, like there are some characters I just only want to see Phil Noto drawing. Like Kid Cable, I like he looks the best. Yeah. When, like, the expressions are always oh, so good. Great. So good. Um, actually, I, he must have a high standing in Marvel because his last book was a Star Wars book. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah he is before good. this. He did, he did the Poe Dameron book by Charles Soule, which was fantastic. Actually. Yeah, very underrated comic. So we left Cable because it's been a while since we've talked about Cable with yeah. the Gallo and whatnot. We left Cable with Kid Cable re- realizing the only way I'm going to stop strife is if I bring back the old man, and so they captured his. Uh, Cerebo captured his uh, psychic upload soul, whatever Actually, the fuck you want to call it. we have a guest that has a question about this. I'm going to go get her real quick. She had a question that I couldn't answer that maybe you can. Okay. Hey, Jess, what's going on? I heard you had a question. Yeah, uh, I was a little confused about one thing. Uh, well, it's the X-Men, so I don't know what could be confusing. Only, only one thing. Okay. Let's see if I can help. I, I highly doubt I can. <laughs> so in this issue... Yes. They brought back an older version of Cable because they needed his memories about something? Uh, they needed his memories about Strife. Strife, like where he kept, like where this planet was that he's at or wherever this realm is. Sure. Irrelevant. Sure. Um. <laughs> also, I think Kid Cable just realized I I. I don't know Strife as well as the older version of me, and that's why I need him back, because I don't know what he's planning on doing. Sure. So my question is, Cerebro Mm -hmm. uh, makes a backup copy of everyone's memory, and that's how Essence. Like, just their whole being. Memory, Memory. too, obviously, but, like, just who who they are. Uh Uh-huh. That is what it backs up. But yeah, I mean, uh, that comes with memories. I, I'm nitpicking, I think, at this point, because I'm really nervous about what this question is. <laughs> like, you're, like, really building up to this. I'm like, what is happening? What is um, happening? <laughs> um, so they have a, essentially a backup copy of their memory. Exactly, yes. And that's how they recreate the person that they bring back. Correct. So my question is... Mm-hmm. We don't really know how this essence or memory, what 
form the data takes, mm -hmm. but it exists somewhere and they implant it into someone. Yes. So who has access to this and what kind of access do they have? Because if they could just put it into somebody, mm -hmm. I mean, essentially they could put it into anybody, but mm -hmm. also like, can't somebody just like read the file? Like I imagine mm -hmm. Charles could access. Yes, that. Charles can, and but he's a benevolent leader, and he never would. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But right. that is, yeah, that's right. That is who has access, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Charles. <laughs> but I'm just wondering. Because he's the only it, one who can it put like it into somebody. A secret, long con type of thing where, like, I don't want to let on. To everyone that I can actually access all of these memories and no so they I'm know they he can't they have to know he can't they're back this older mm -hmm. version of cable just to put these memories no 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 they could only bring back that cable because that was the last backup they had it wasn't they didn't need that specific one just the last time it backed that back back that ass up mm -hmm. was like a couple days before kid cable killed him and so that was the that was the only cable they could bring back because that was the last but backup they had. But I'm saying, why do they have to bring back a cable? Because that Charles cable doesn't want everybody to know he can just access those memories. No, Kid Cable is asking for cable to come back. He well, needs. Why can't they give it? Because this is the same. They're they are the same person. Why can't he just get the memories? Like, why can't Xavier just give him the memories? Technically, they're the same person. The same but, person. They, but they've broken like, off on like, different lines really now. Fuck like, up that person. like he's a variant rules? at this point. Doesn't this break the resolution yes. rules? Yeah. Yes. That's why. That's why it had to be I, overridden. I don't understand, like, why? Why? Like, <laughs> um, I I guess there's no real reason why he couldn't put the entire memory and essence of another I mean, would, creature into his it head. It would mess but him up. It would. I, sure. I'm it's thinking that's. I well, he's think he's already a time traveler. I'm sure he's already messed up. But he it's that only that version of him is a time traveler. Then you would be putting in another version of him on top of that, and then you just end up with strife again. That is true, actually. All right, that's fair. All right. It's, Okay, I, think the I didn't is, realize I was the resident cable expert. I always thought I didn't know shit about cable, but I feel pretty confident answering this question. So I know a good amount too, but like I have discovered that I do like cable. I, I thought like, I didn't like cable, and I've discovered I was wrong. Yeah, I, like I also cable. had a lot of old cable books, so obviously I did like him at yeah. some point. Well, especially as a kid in the '90s, he yeah. is the most '90s looking oh, guy for sure. Giant gun pouches, like that fucking a shoulder vest, pad, a vest yeah. of pouches of metal long, <laughs> yeah. like pouches inside of pouches. Yeah. For sure, hideouts and <laughs> all kinds of yeah. galore. Anyway, that was your question. Right. Get well, out of my, my chair. Question. I was all right. Just, you know. No, that was good. I think that was a good cable talk. I think we got to some real hard-hitting issues. Day. I don't feel like <laughs> I, don't my, think so. I don't feel like my day's been messed up. But now go back to bed. Now get back in the kitchen. <laughs> in my defense, you did walk, walk into the kitchen. Walk yeah. into the kitchen. <laughs> All right, back to what we're doing here. Oh, yeah, I was describing Cable, yeah. the book. Uh, so we just started this book. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. We bring back old, old man Cable, so, which is why I just came in here. So um, the, the gang before the, the five is like, I don't know, man. I don't know if the council's going to let us do this because, like you said, it breaks the rules. Yeah. And then Charles comes in and is like, no. I'm a benevolent leader. <laughs> I say, if Kid Cable thinks it's good, then I agree with Kid Cable. Because always agree with the teenager. Yeah. Um, and then we get to what I think is one of the only times I've ever disagreed or been concerned about Jean Grey. <laughs> so Cyclops and, and Nate, Kid Cable, are they, they're having this back and forth about not liking this idea. Jean is like, no, I like the idea. And because I liked it, I went ahead and told Xavier what's going on, and he's going to go ahead and do it now. <laughs> like, she just went ahead and said, like, I know we're disagreeing about this thing with our child, 
Scott, but because I think it's the right thing to do, I did it. I went ahead and just put the, everything in motion. And I hope you're cool with it. And then on top of that, that's not even the thing I necessarily disagree with mm. because I do think she's the superior parent of these two awful parents. Yeah. But she peels the skin off an apple and then starts eating it. I approve of that. That is crazy. I don't like skin. She's apple. a goddamn adult. You're a goddamn adult. Like, like you skin. eat the skin on I the. I love apples. Hate skin. That is insanity. Insanity. And so as like she's clean and shaved. That I know <laughs> from experience. Um, so as she's hedonistically eating this apple, uh, one of his girlfriends, Sophie, Sophie comes. Oh to, yeah, this this to page visit. was fantastic. Oh my god, just all the reasons I've been loving this book so much. <laughs> so Sophie comes in, she breaks up with with we uh, all Kid break Cable. up with you. We all break up with you. Slaps him in the face. Both uh, Gene and Scott. No, 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 no. Says we all break up with you. He goes, oh, bye. And then, oh, yeah, and then she just says bye. bye. And walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scott's giggling to himself as, as Kid Cable goes, today can't get any worse. And then right when he says that, in walks the last night of Galador. <laughs> or a robot from the original Battlestar. Or, very true, yeah. yes. And so that's how our book opens. Yeah, And so it. then the rest of our book is... Uh, Cable and Kid Cable putting their plan into motion to find and stop strife. And I'm going to kind of just hit certain things that I want to talk about at that point. Because that is what this book is. They, I also they, have a lot of moments because I almost picked this book for me to review because I love classic Cable. And I got into his character when he was the father of Hope. Hope, yeah. So this next two pages of him and Hope when he just goes, hey, kiddo, yeah. and they hug. And, oh, it was, oh so, it was a very God. good, very beautiful scene. So that's when I got into, really got into X-Men yeah. during that time of like only 200 mutants left and Hope is in the future. Mm-hmm. I, read, I read the whole series of Cable and Hope in the future mm-hmm. during uh, Second Coming and before that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this moment. I've been waiting for this moment forever, but I didn't like how they're like, oh no, we'll keep him with a techno-organic arm. He likes studying it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Give him a regular arm. Like He, he literally says himself... Thanks for keeping the arm. Like he, like this is true. He wants I the took, arm. I took it out of sarcasm, though. No, I think he wants the arm. Really? Because now that he can control, like she's right. Now that he can control it, he wants to study it. Well, no, because because this is this one part... of the things that kills the mutant. Like this is the scourge of the mutants. The techno organic virus is eventually the thing, like which is basically just a version of the phalanx, which we know in the future yes. is the thing that ends all of humanity but i took it because there was a little moment where it's like uh you didn't remove the virus right and he's like heaven forbid i thought that was like sarcasm but is it like i person? think it was is her being person? i think yeah, yeah i think she was like heaven forbid like and he was like good because you love study okay, okay yeah, exactly yeah i do love these moments of like cable has just been resurrected he doesn't know what's happening in this current timeline that's what world. i want to talk about real but quick. the thing is he already knows what's happening in a way that's where he sees kid cable and it's like oh i see you fucked up that's yeah. why I'm here because you that, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that I. Yeah, that was. But here's the part. I'm like, the first thing he says is, "Hello, Chuck. Back to Krakoa, huh? Been a while." I think, and I think that's referencing when the original five were kidnapped in Krakoa too. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was. But as a time traveler, I don't he know. He could be talking about he's already lived this, right? To a degree, but because we were talking about this not too long ago, like how do the time travelers not know about this? Yeah. Well, there, thanks to the Loki show, there is a great line we'll get to later. Did you mm-hmm. catch that? Oh, maybe I didn't. Okay, we'll, when we get to it, I'll, All right. I'll mention it. All right, so there's that, that. my first thing. So then they go off their kid cable, and cable have their exposition dump of what's going on, why. Well, like I mentioned before, that's why I love it, because, like, oh, I know, cable yeah, I is know, already uh, ahead of it. Yeah. He's already like, yeah, 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 I have a lead on him. Like, what do you yeah. mean you have a lead? You just got here. You just woke up from a fucking egg. And he's like, I know what's going on. Because happening. he knows. What's going to happen? Because he's traveled around. Yeah. So, like, some version of this is, has, has occurred. But I know what line you're talking about now. Okay. So, when he he is he's explaining to Kid Cable, he's like, yeah, you, you haven't learned that we fuck up every timeline we're in for our own personal benefit? That's Eventually, who we are. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's why we're never going to be safe from the TVA. <laughs> yeah, they dropped that line. Of yeah. like, TV, we're still on the TVA's watch list. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. All that's right. nice. All right. <laughs> I, I like that little building. Um, and he has multiple metal arms hanging on the wall. Yeah, he's got other ones. Which I was like, can he just ignore the virus and put on a different metal arm? Maybe, maybe, maybe. or maybe it's he somehow finds a way to graft it onto his good arm, and then he's just then he's just jacks <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. Um, um, I love also like he just has extra 
pouches, extra shoulder. Oh, pads. he goes back into his nineties outfit I because love it. it the the station he's at was I think one he I think they say somewhere in there, if I'm not mistaken, that like it was a hidden it, one you had in space. In the early nineteen nineties or yeah. whatever. Like in that timeline thing. Oh yeah. Nineteen ninety two, the war wagon was constructed. Nineteen ninety two if the war wagon's constructed is on that gray Malkin, that's why the only outfit he has there is the outfit he had in 1992 when he was first created. Yeah. Like, that was when he first came out with the New Mutants. Ah. But then it says 2021, the Summer's War. Oh, I know. That's exciting, because that's, huh? hap- that's what's happening right now. I think that's... That a, is this? Is I think this? that's what's about to happen. Oh. And- like, I think that's what's building up, because if you notice, the only ones involved in this right now are Summers family people. For the most part. Like, X-Force members, former X-Force members, and Summers. Well, yeah, because he brought Domino in. Yeah. yeah, and then Deadpool. But, like... And Magic. Magic, because he needed her to get her to, to basically a version of Limbo, which is yeah. where I'm going next. This... Oh, and the only thing blocked out is 2023. Which is probably the end of... This run, yeah. This, the, <laughs> Inferno. I think this is a start to Inferno. or Because it's very similar to the original Inferno. Like the demon world. The book he has of Belasco is the person who made Magic. He was the one who like kidnapped Magic and... Like gave her all of her magic powers. Oh, exactly. And then yeah, she I never killed, read Inferno. We're gonna read eventually. And then yeah. she no, this is like the before Inferno. She killed oh, her, him her and, then, and yeah, and oh, then yeah, became yeah. the the queen of of Limbo. Yeah. And that is the book he has, which controls all the demons of Limbo and gives them magic. Magic has to take them to this realm because it's very similar to Limbo. Like this is. In the original Inferno, that's what happens. Somebody gets the book and, like, the demons run amok on New York. Yeah. From Limbo, and Magic is the one who has to sacrifice herself to s- save them. Yeah, I do like at the end of this um, this uh, log, it says, 2015 Secret War Wagon, admittedly more of a Deadpool story. <laughs> yeah. That's when Hickman wrote Secret War. That's yeah. the ending of all his stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I like my favorite line in any time travel book is this one. All events are untold tales in chronological order. All of this has happened already. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. But I love the idea chronological order. It's not in any kind of chronological order we would like recognize. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cool. Cable experience all this shit. So yeah. whatever happened in 2023 is going to be pretty sick. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess, just all the plot. So Magic takes uh, Cable, Old Man Cable, to this inferno-like limbo area where strife is and he, this might be important later yes he gives magic a token an iou you, yeah. yeah that you're gonna need this one day mm-hmm. so i now i'm thinking more about what you were saying maybe he has lived this krakoan life already i don't know though but then why yeah. is moira what then why aren't they bringing back time travelers or like then why aren't they blocking time travelers coming back like they are pre-talks? there's not a lot of mutant time travelers though there's His two mutant- two main ones and one of them is on the marauders which is like as high up wait, as you can be. Wait, Bishop. One? Well, again, their mutant power isn't time travel. No, but they've they time just, traveled. But you can stop him from time traveling. He's not his power. But isn't he time has traveling. done it. Like, yeah, he, he has would done know. It. Yeah. Like, ex- but the only mutant time traveler is on the team of the five already. Yes. Yeah. But she can't. Which actually, that was a really good part part in the Uncanny X Men run. Where she kind of like threatened Xavier. It was good. We'll get to it one day. Okay. But um, she's the only actual legitimate time traveler. I'm sure if Xavier wanted to find a way to make sure these guys stopped time. Because Bishop hasn't time traveled in a long time. Yeah, that's true. And I would love to see his reaction to seeing Old Man Cable. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I always, if I ever wrote an X-Men comic, I always said it would be a spy versus spy type yeah. book between Bishop and Cable trying to kill each other. Mine would 100% be just a Gambit and Rogue Just Gambit and Rogue, <laughs> <Gambit and> Rogue <laughs> miniseries. That's- um, okay, so yeah, that's what Old Man Cable is doing. He's he's finding Strife's location, or going to Strife's location. Kid Cable is putting together a team of Domino, Deadpool, <laughs> Hope, my girl Rachel Summers, my girl Jean Grey, and your boy Cyclops. Yeah. So all of our favorites basically yeah. are on this team, and Deadpool, who we like and hate at the same time. Sometimes, yeah. uh, he has some great moments in this. And so the. They are waiting for Old Man Cable's cue, which is he's gonna put a um, he's gonna put a Krakoan gate where he's at in this limbo world, and as he's doing that, right as he's about to sacrifice this baby to bring about the demons on, onto Earth, <laughs> sure. Old Man Cable crashes down to stop strife, and then the book ends 
on that cliffhanger. Now, there's two moments I think are important. There's a moment, I can't remember who it's between. I think it's between um, Old Cable and Magic or Hope. I can't remember which one. But he's like, oh, you're going to come back, right? And he had a look on his face. Like, he knew he wasn't coming back almost. Like, he yeah. knew he might die or someone. He mm. knows something bad is going to be a consequence. Which one are you talking about? Uh, Old Man Cable talked to someone. I can't remember. I had to find it in this book. It might have been either Magic or Hope. Um, but they said, like, I'll see you again soon or come back after the mission. He had a look on his face like, that's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I can. Like, oh. Um, oh, yeah. So Magic says, does the kid know you're back? You're going to be sticking around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or nah. And he has a look on his face. And then she just says, good hunting, old man. Yeah. Like, okay, what does that mean? Something, there's something he knows that's either going to happen or he has to do. Like, mm-hmm. so this might be a one-off like, it mission. It could be. Like, the but last mission. <laughs> there is, yeah, because there is, coming up, Marvel's going to do a one-shot book of Old Man Cable. Really? I didn't? Yeah, yeah, I saw it released somewhere, like, some oh, kind of news. Yeah. Back. I think it's maybe September it comes out or something. Okay. So, yeah, I give, that's another one I gave five X's. Oh, five X's. I loved I, it. I, I've been loving this entire cable yeah. run. Well, definitely, it would be fun to do some series ending reviews. Like, mm-hmm. we'll do one for Children of the Atom and this yeah. and stuff like that. Um, next up, we have Hellions, number 13. Another book that just fucking hits. Why don't I just end it here? Oh, yeah. Um, and actually, I think we'll end it on this book. Yeah. This will be the last book for today. Because, Hellions, number 13. Yeah, next time we can do X-Force, Children of the Atoms. I think there's a Wolverine book out, too, yes, isn't there? Yeah, there are a few other ones yeah. out. So, Hellions, number 13. Another book that just fucking just can't miss. Um, we cut back to, from what, three issues ago? When they fought this group of evil scientists... Oh, it was during X of Swords. Like, right before, I think. Oh, oh, did, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, a couple of... Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. The, um, the Cameron Hodge bots. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're discovering that these mutants have now helped make AI mutants, like, robotic mutants. Mm-hmm. And I love this part where one of the scientists is like, oh, we can't bring in Zeta team. And he's like, I already called them. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> and they're right behind them. Yeah. And like, where are they? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know who Zeta team is. But I don't know. It's pretty funny. Um, then we actually kind of look like they're from the purge or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to um, Nanny holding this mutant android. It's the, it's the mutant AI. Yeah. Mutant AI. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think the mutants made it. I think the AI just naturally mutated. Yeah. And that's what they're like. Oh shit! AI can mutate, huh? All right. Like, What's and, going on? Which here? like we can't control it now. Yeah. Like and maybe it's gonna be raised by mutants. Like that's not good for us. Yeah. So she's now taking care of this uh, robot baby. Trying to make it say nanny instead of Mimi, which like mommy. Like I'm not your mommy. I'm your nanny. Yeah, I don't. But I I get a feeling that Mew Mew might be something bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's gonna be like a plot point that it's like, oh, Mew Mew wasn't trying to say mommy. It was like calling this like uh, this bigger evil thing or like it's you know what I mean? Like I think it's gonna be some kind of weird thing. Like now that. we're cutting back to something I love so much in this book, which is they're just a team now. Yeah, they're just hanging out, and then we have empath. Just like I didn't save all of you, I didn't, I didn't sacrifice my life for all. Yeah, of you. Like, no, dude, you totally did. You did like, I wouldn't do that, and don't tell anyone yeah. that. Like I'm not a good person. Fuck off. You have Wild Child just laughing and mm-hmm. hanging out, and then we have um, uh, John like seeing Psylocke again, mm-hmm. wanting and being like, "Hey, look, we did a mission. We did a good job." Because he still thinks. They did a great job with Arcade. Yeah. He doesn't know the truth about what actually happened. And she, and yeah, he doesn't know what she had to go through either. Yeah. So, and she's like, hey, fuck off. And he's like, oh, I thought um, thought we were doing a thing. I thought we had yeah. a little connection. Like, stay away from me, John. And he's just kind of confused. And then we cut to um, Orphan Maker being like, hey, I came in the room. What's going on with this baby? And she's pissed. Like, mm-hmm. stupid boy. You can't touch this. It's not for you. Blah, blah, blah. And pushing him away, and now he's just crying in the corner. He's like, I can't watch mommy change anymore, nanny change anymore, because I'm too old for it. And I fucking love John, kind of like scooting next to him. Yeah, trying, like, to, trying and, to be like a father figure. Uh, kind of. And he does say, I don't know if it's in this page or later, where he mentions that he never had a dad before. Yeah. He's like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. not that important. Like, it'd be good, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I love he just says, hey. Want to clean some guns? Yeah. <laughs> so, but there, I just love that. Like, even when they're having these like human moments at their core, they're still psychopaths. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're on the team. Yes. Yeah. And he actually mentioned that when he's bragging about the mission, they did a good job. Like, hey, we had a win, and like, aren't we here for that? And to have mm-hmm. a win and be better. And 
it's true. They're becoming better people mm-hmm. by being in a team with other fucking psychopaths. Which is what the council wanted, but not sinister. Not you know sinister what I mean? But sinister is leading it, and it's happening anyway. Yeah. Uh, which we get to this great data page of X Factor oh, complaining shit. that Prodigy's Sinister. Pissed. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry the last email had a, a harsh tone, but when you're talking about Sinister, I dare you guys <laughs> to have a freaking nice tone about this asshole. His name is Sinister. <laughs> and basically, in a nutshell, saying, like, he keeps stonewalling me about what happened mm-hmm. in the murders. Our job is to investigate this kind of thing. I need you to make him tell me what happened. Because mm-hmm. the council stuff is important, but not that important. That's why we have a job. Like, so he's now investigating. Sinister is now under investigation by X Factor, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that. Like, that makes the entire book itself worth it to build this aspect of the universe that yeah. we know this group is in charge of that. So it I, does I bum that. me out, though, that like we have X Factor obviously doing still work, and we don't have an X Factor book to follow that work up now. You know yeah, what I mean? they have to work it out within other books, yeah. which is good and bad. Uh, then we cut to... Sinister talking with um, Mastermind. Yeah. And he references, like, he has a new job now. Yeah. Like, He's he like, I don't have time shit. for just all of your shit. I have a job now. Yeah. I had to make Arcade think he was being raided by the Avengers. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, which also made me go, like, confirm. Confirm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I can think of that now. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Sinister being Sinister is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah whatever, bye. He ignores him. and then, He's like, oh, I gotta go through a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes to have dinner by himself and have a good time and then he sees the version of himself that was in Otherworld that he thought died. Yep. Scarred up, stitched up together, basically saying, I've been tortured and I want to see the fruits of our labor. And he's like, do you want to get back in the pod? Do you want to get back? And I love this whole Do you want to get incinerated? I think <laughs> he keeps saying. He's like, um, I love this part where he's like, also, I won the contest. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you won. A chance, chance to, to go. <laughs> Hey, you changed the rules at the. <laughs> and then he's like, Didn't I give you the cape? And what did you do with the cape? He's like, I suffered too. I had to pretend like I gave him that cape. <laughs> it always comes back to the cape for him. And, he, and he's like, That's not the same thing. <laughs> I was tortured. And he's like, I had to act, pretend to be normal seeing Jamie with my cape. <laughs> How do you think that made me feel? <laughs> and then it made me think, oh, look, he's still wearing a dirty cape. The other one, yeah. he has to have a cape on. Yeah. I love that shit. And then in the middle of this fight, Sister hits the alarm. So the rest of the um, Hellions go to see what's going on. And they see two Sinisters fighting. And he reveals he is now working for the guy we met in X of Swords. I forgot his name. Torn? Yeah. The, basically the, Tarn. Sin- Tarn, the, Tarn. the sinister of that world, yeah. essentially. Um, who I guess didn't stay in Arako. He stayed in Otherworld. Uh, or Ament. Yeah, yeah, he was guess, at yeah, I, I think guess he, he just was, stayed there, which is kind of odd. But he kind of, might, yeah. Maybe. I don't think he was Arako. I think he was Amenthi. Like maybe, it, but he just studied mutants. Yeah. Kind of like Sinister, actually. Sinister yeah, was a human. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be the... My recollection of it, at least. All right. So when the team gets there, they're kind of like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Like, like all right, we'll, we'll fight what this guy. fresh hell is this? And he's like, oh, team, I'm happy you're here. I'm glad you are because the guys you fought last time who fucking killed you in who, two seconds. Who they don't remember. <laughs> yes, they don't remember. Because Sinister let them die, then brought them back without those memories specifically. Yes. Especially one of the references how Havoc tasted nice. Or something like that. He's like, what? Like he, he's like, what are you talking about? What's happening? Dude, there's a scene where he points at Havoc and says, you. Me? <laughs> Me? And the, oh, yeah. I ate your hands and choked on them. <laughs> you were small, bitter things. And like, uh, sorry? What? Like, you should be thanking me, Hellion, says the other sinister. I've arranged a rematch. And that's how the book is. So good. And uh, five X's. Absolutely five X's. So good. Um, actually, as an idea, when it comes to um, Children of the Atom, I think we're going to wait till the last the issue last comes one? Up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because we have issue four and five, and then a lot of it will culminate in six. Yeah. So I think yeah. we'll wait till the last yeah, issue to review idea. all three. Yeah. Because I think we'll have the general same idea for a lot of it. For I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah. Five X's again for me. Yeah. This is great, great batch. batch. Yeah. Great. Off to a good start with X-Men for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited for the... 
I guess the main title, right? You can't have Pepe Larraz and Jerry Duggan and yeah. not be the main title. Yeah, so. it's the main title. The flagship. Well, we still don't know what Pikmin's writing next. We it's still blocked. Infer- yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, it could just Inferno be Inferno. Was, yeah, yeah I thought that's Inferno. what they revealed it, but I, I don't know. I don't it could be some because there's an Inferno miniseries coming up that he's doing. Maybe that's it. Maybe he wants to dedicate all his energy yeah. to that because. When he writes these series, it's only like at most two. Mm-hmm. Like he wrote both Avengers books, New yeah. Avengers and Regular Avengers, mm-hmm. and when a special happened, they were all just the two titles, but logo the logo was Infinity. Yeah. And like a special in between here and there. Yeah. But um yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm really looking forward to Inferno even yeah. more now, you know, like Well uh, soon we'll have the trial of Magneto where that's gonna kick off everything. I think. I that's know. gonna be the real kickoff, I yeah. think, of all all of this. That's that's going to be the That's beginning. coming up soon, I think, right? Next month, I think. One of these books had an ad for it. I think the X-Men book had an ad for it. See, yeah, so I'll see tell you in a second. But, um, yeah, August. Yeah. So, I mean, that's only a few weeks away. It just says uh, the Scarlet Witch is dead. Now the trial begins. Yeah. That's crazy. We're, we're going to see what happens. Oh, God. Do you remember, there was a part in X-Men, speaking of, there was a part in X-Men when Polaris, I think it's Polaris, says to Scott, oh, I, I wanted... I wanted to tell you something. And I forget what it is she actually wanted to tell him. Mm. But he's like, if it's you killed the Scarlet Witch, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're already making jokes about that. All right, cool. It's like, like okay, close. cool, Scott. That's fucking dark as shit, but all right. It is a dark joke to say, like, didn't that just happen? Yeah, and also, like, at one point that was her sister, and now it's not really her sister. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, I know you have a fucked up family, Scott, but, like, come on now. Not everyone was fucked up as you. I mean, I mean the Polaris. Magnus family. Polaris is pretty bad. Yeah, the Magnus family is pretty fucked up. Honestly, we'll, are there any non-fucked up families in the X-Men world? You know, uh, like... That's a tough one. I don't I, you think know, for are. some reason, in my head, I was gonna say like, "Oh, that beak and pixel." Oh no, that's a fucking no. Up they're fucked they're up now fucked too. Up Thanks. Too. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Uh, who did that? New again? Mutants. Yeah, but what's who made that call specifically? Um, armor. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, armor yeah. and boom, boom, and someone else. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so. Yeah, great batch right here. I can't wait for these upcoming books. This, this year is going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be so good. Maybe, I guess, up to 2023, apparently. If if that's if accurate. That's, if that's what's going on. Which I can't on. imagine why they, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Because I mean, the other thing is in real time for yeah, us. Yeah. Everything, which I've loved more than anything, everything's intentional. Mm-hmm. Everything's laid out. Yeah. Obviously, Hickman is the main editor for all this stuff. Or they put it the head of X. Yeah. I can only imagine the meetings and, like, Data pages and spreadsheets all these writers have to yeah. keep track of. Can't even these imagine stories. what like their their Slack channel looks like. <laughs> like all these things are kind of insane, and I love it. Yeah, and it's all paying off right now. Yeah, like every time in this series has been like kind of like a down period where it's like kind of like meandering. It rises back up, and you realize where it's going. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, man, it's kind of plateauing out here. Yeah, and then a couple fucking weeks later, I'm like, nope, back in. Yeah. So fucking good, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is great. And uh, Josh, where can they find you, sir? Uh, First and foremost, go to www.krakoaradio.com. Yeah. Then go to Twitter, and you can find me at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. Boom, and you can find me at Madman3005. And don't forget to find our homie, Brian Says, at Road to Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. Thanks again, man. Thanks again. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, get on Brian's level. Get on that level. Get on that level. And until then, Brian, see you next time. This has been a Krakoa Radio production.